Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Slightly favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again. Welcome to part two of the Hamden Roars interview with Kenny Miller, with me, Andy Barge. In this episode, Kenny talks us through the narrow defeat to Italy in 2007, the reigns of George Burley and Craig Levine, as well as his final goal in a Scotland shirt, which came against England at Wembley in his final appearance. Can you pinpoint what went wrong in Georgia, or did Scotland simply not perform? See, looking back on it, and I would never criticise you, but I just think we... We were maybe a little bit carried away for the Ukraine game. Right. That we thought we could go and just maybe play the same kind of way and the same personnel and the same kind of way and it would just beat Ukraine so surely we can go and beat Georgia. But like I said, the home game against Georgia should have been a warning sign that it's going to be a tough game. And they've got good players. And that night we were, we were actually well beat that night. Mm-hmm. We, were, like, we were never... That, that's probably the game that we weren't in as much as any other ones. Whereas the other ones we were... Even the, the Francis, the Ukraines, the, the Atlas were right in the games. Right in the games, and that game we just, like I said right at the start, if you drop below the levels that we had set that, that campaign, you, were, you, you, you could have been found wanting, and that night we did. Can you remember what McLeish said to the team after that one? No. 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 Was he, was he the kind of manager to give a dressing down, or was he right? No, he, he would give a dressing down. I'm not sure he did on that night, but I think everybody knew it was like, even though it had been such a good campaign, you knew that result could have been crucial to the, to the group because even when you look at the start of the group, I'm thinking, right, Georgia, Lithuania, Pharaohs, we need to beat them home away. Simple mm-hmm. as that. And we actually probably need to hope that Ukraine and Italy draw and then Italy and France draw and then they're losing points, you know. Yeah, yeah. So for that, we've done Lithuania, we've done Pharaohs, we've got Georgia at home, but last few minutes, but that game is... It was always going to be a big three points, I think. But, you know, like we've done, came back, fought again, got back into the group and found ourselves in a position where it was in our own hands, which in that group probably couldn't have asked for any more. Did the team and the squad cope with the, the, the hope of the, the nation in the lead-up to the Italy game? Aye, yeah. I think we did. I think there was a fantastic performance that day. Real high energy. Mm-hmm. Hamden, full house. What an opportunity 
going at the last game, you go and beat Italy, which, as much as they had beat us away, and they had beat us away the few years before on Walter's first game, and we had got a draw, the games had been quite quite tight, quite close. We've all, we'd always been in, even that first game when I go through, if I score that, I, I think I made it 1-1 one, that night. Uh, so you're always, we were always kind of in the game, and I just, we were still riding a crest away, but it was still a real opportunity. We looked at this thing, you know, this is, we've came through all these games and it's, it's come down to this, it's like a cup final, and anything can happen in cup final. So we can approach it in that manner, and, and I thought we were, we were superb. The real good tempo, intensity, great quality shown, battling qualities as well, but also real good players. But again, we've got some good players on our team. So we're always going to have the opportunity, and we were, again, just unfortunate. Not just unfortunate the, the way that last goal went and when I, I still don't know what, what, what would the draw have meant what would have meant a, different than the other result France draw, would have had to have done yeah, something France would have needed to one. lose against Ukraine for a draw to take us through, through I think yeah so it still had a wee bit of an impact but ultimately I, st- I, I think we could, that game could have went either way I mm. think it could have went either way and we, the goal we lost again, the free kick and the bars on Alan Hutton was just nothing short yeah. of a scandal. Nonsensical, yeah. Uh, but listen, that's that's football, and like the draw probably wouldn't have done us any good anyway. But it took us to that the last campaign, which was an absolute monumental effort for the lads to get to that stage, considering the the teams that we had. And but you look back on that game and you think, there you go, that's the game that that has cost us. I mean, had we won that game, we might have been through before the last yeah. game or we might only need the point or whatever it was. So, it was it was big. It was a big result the Georgia game. Well, Italy scored very early on. The Scotland defence kind of fell asleep at a throw-in and Luca Toni yep. sticks it in the top corner. But as Scotland grow back into the game and, and really do, they don't let Italy get the better of them throughout. Can you see the Italians starting to panic or worry? I thought we were, our momentum was building. I really did. I thought you could, I mean, the goal went on. Well, oh. Again, the place just goes wild. Explosion. What one minute was the goal? I think there was about just over 20 yeah, to go. So the place explodes. Yeah. And for me, this is why it's, I thought we were in the ascendancy. We were like, we could really sense that this, this, this could be the time now. You know, this we've got 20 minutes to go. We've, we've held our own more than held our own in the game. We've got ourselves back in it deservedly. Now we've got 20 minutes to go and get the winner and really make the difference. And it was, I mean, the game was probably a bit back and forth for that next 20 minutes and then obviously that happened in the last minute which was disappointing because even at that point you could still throw yeah. everything with 3-4 minutes left you could still go for it but that goal kind of it just kills it off a little bit but again we still we still went we still tried it did, it did feel like the game might have been going Scotland's way I remember Androsini had a goal ruled out for offside which was a mile onside yeah. and then Scotland's goal Ferguson puts it in I think his was touching, touching goal offside goal, yeah. but I mean it was a scrappy, scrappy goal. The Italians could have cleared it, and in the end, it fell to us. It felt like things were starting to swing in our direction. Yeah, no, I, I, that's how it felt watching it. It was we had the real kind of bit between our teeth that we, we knew this. I mean, it's, it's all or nothing. You've got to. We needed to get back into the game first, which we did. And then once you're back in, you, you need to go again. You need to go again and go and get the winner. So it did feel like there was definitely a real belief within the group that. That this is it. We're going to we're going to do it here, and then obviously it just like, you know, all fell away with that with that decision. How big a kick in the stomach was that then after the game? Oh, it was it was it was massive because it, Alan Hutton just is literally just been barged off the ball. It's not even on the ball. It's off the ball, 
and had a free kick given against yeah. them. It was absolutely an incredible yeah. decision. And then it gets compounded by them scoring from the free kick. And at that point, like you know, like, you're still giving everything you've got, you're throwing bodies forward, you're trying to get the ball forward as quickly as you can. But at that point, yeah, you know that's it. There's three, four minutes left, whatever it is, and you're, uh, you're, you're not going to make it. And it, it's not till the final whistle goes you think, like, how close we've came. And it's, uh, I mean, it's the closest for me we came in my time. I mean, yeah, we had the playoff, but the playoff against Holland was always going to be a massive, massive mm-hmm. effort to get through over two legs against Holland. But that was a chance to go automatic and, and take any kind of any kind of questions of playoffs out of the equation so it's uh, it was it was tough it was tough because so much effort had been put into that campaign uh, some unbelievable performances individual performances collective performances it was it was really disappointing that we we just felt that sort of, and again in the way again and through tradition in Scotland it's a there's, there's something we can talk about and say well, that should never have been mm-hmm. a free kick and that didn't happen like we could have I mean, we should have had the free kick F-spots and maybe, we could have yeah. just launched up the park and flipped <laughs> on and got a goal and we're through <laughs> yeah. but it's, we've got something to talk about we've got a hard luck story but listen that's, that's been it's been part and parcel that's why we've we've had a lot of these situations not always but we've had a lot of these situations over the last kind of 20 years and that's why we've no made uh, no made major finals I think any other group without the World Cup finalists we would have had a real good go or an even better go who at that knows point. because if we had lesser teams we might not have got mm. to a level of performance which is what we've talked about as well when we've had the top teams in our groups and we've had that that real challenge that grit and determination that's going to be needed to win a game we've, we've kind of produced uh, like we've talked about it's the smaller games where you, we should have really we still need to have the same level and we just never that's the one so who knows like you, you could never you could never answer that but it was tough. It was always going to be tough in that group. Looking back at that game because of the cup final nature of it, was that your biggest game in a Scotland jersey? Uh, I, I suppose because it's the closest we came. I mean, the one thing that's there's a lot made about the, the major finals kind of record over the last 20 years or so, but it's hard to qualify. You know, like it was easier back then. And when we're playing, like, like you say, you've always got one, two, in that case, three powerhouses in your group. But and even to get second to a a, a team, one of the, 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 the like the top teams are Germany, or Portugal, or England, or, or Holland, mm-hmm. you're you're then going into a playoff where you you could potentially get another powerhouse, which we did once we got the playoff game. So it was it was tough. Now we're getting to a stage where it's becoming easier. Three teams get through, or two get through, and there's a playoff spot, and then you've got the Nations League uh, opportunity now. So I've absolutely no doubt within the next two campaigns we'll say that we'll be back in a major finals I, I really believe that but over that period of time it was tough you finish second to Italy you're going to play off you get Portugal mm-hmm. you get Holland you get whoever and even if you get Latvia or, or the Belarus they're hard games and they've got the same they've got the same goal and, and, and opportunities what we've got underdog mentality it's going to be ah, yeah of course and it's going to be who brings their game on the day so there wouldn't be no guarantees even if we never got the, the top teams in the playoff that you're still going to go through it's, you're going to have a better opportunity but that's how tough it was that if you could get that second spot behind our Germany you then get a Holland yeah. like, it, it, was tough to, it was tough to qualify obviously now like I said the, the opportunities are, are greater uh, and don't get me wrong we've not always finished second to the top teams we've had some bad campaigns 
uh, I think the next one was was, was no great with the Norway defeat and blah blah blah. And there, there was that was a bad campaign, and we should have we should have finished second. Yeah. But again, who knows what would have got in the playoff? But it's uh, it's getting easier. There's more teams in the, in tournaments. There's now alternate routes that you can get into the tournament from. So that says I'm I'm confident the team will get there within the next couple of campaigns. After the 2008 qualification campaign, McLeish moved on to the English Premier League. George Burley replaced him. Was he a very different character to the previous two managers? Yeah, he was different. Again, I'd been a manager a long time. Really big experience, both in England and in Scotland. On the face, it looked a good appointment. We just had a really, really poor campaign. And I think we had a poor start to the campaign. Was that when I'm right in saying Macedonia that? Macedonia beat us 1-0. Well, there you go. Well, that says, oh, that's another Georgia, that's another Moldova, that's another Belarus. It's a game. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. But you're going to need to, if you want to be successful within that group, you're going to need to take care of it. You're going to need to get something for the for the game. We never, so it wasn't a great start. Uh, oh, but I mean, it was a tough, tough game. That it was a hard. That was a way. Is that right? Yeah, I think that, that was a temperature. Scorcho, absolutely. It was a free kick, rebound, goal. Like it was, it was always going to be hard uh, that game. But listen, that's football. You can't pick your conditions and your time and mm. you pick everything to suit. You've got to go and do it, and deal with it. And uh, we just never. Once you have that start, you're, you're exact opposite for the previous campaign where you're off to a flyer and you now you've bought yourself maybe a wee bit of breathing space you're now playing catch up where you're going into a game where it might be a tougher game now needing to win and it's it's not a, it's not a pressure or you're not feeling it as a player because for me you approach the game for what it is do your jobs carry out the plan we'll have a chance but you're playing against a, a better level of opposition so it's always going to be always going to be tougher and everything that we're saying about game plans and roles and responsibilities the other team were doing the exact same, so it was uh, you're playing catch up, so it was going to be tough. How did Burley differ then? Did he just struggle to galvanise the players as well as McLeish and Smith? Because there didn't seem to be the same team spirit and, and fight no, around the squad no, at that point. No, there wasn't. Again, the, the momentum obviously had been killed because that was the end of the campaign, which was a really, really good campaign. One of the glorious failures that we've had over the years. Uh, but Alex maintained the momentum that Walter had built, carried it on through the campaign. Campaign finishes, now on to a new campaign with a new manager and a new management team. And then you're looking forward to the next campaign. It, you say it just, it wasn't the same environment, it was, wasn't the same group. Obviously we had all the carry-on that happened two, three games in, which doesn't help. And again, it all played its part in being a pretty, pretty, poor, a pretty poor campaign. How was, how was that? responded to by the, the players in the squad at that point the, the, the whole incident with McGregor and, and Ferguson disappointing disappointing how it played out for me definitely disappointing because they're two friends two teammates great club I mean uh, and to see how the treatment that they received and it was made to kind of be the scapegoat listen what they've done they've done you know they know they were wrong they know but it could have been dealt with a little bit better by in the, my opinion by the SFA and the management team by everybody involved in it it could have been dealt with a bit better and for they two again two big players mm-hmm. forget teammates forget scapegoats or isolated or two top 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 players and we were having to do without them for these games and then subsequently for games in the, in the future as well so it was it was a big big loss and listen there was things that went on that we tried to kind of 
sort it and, and keep it there. We didn't have to go down that road, but listen, it went the way it went. And it was, again, it's, this wasn't great, but it was just symptomatic of the whole campaign, to be honest with you. And it never, these kind of situations are not going to help. Did they know, the pair of them, that they had messed up pretty quickly? Of course, of course they're, they're, they're good guys, top pros, outstanding footballers, and they knew that it was just, it had been a mistake, you know, it was a mistake. Think perhaps the previous two managers were the kind that would have dealt with it better. I don't. I don't just. I don't just blame the manager. To be honest with you, I don't. In fact, I don't blame the manager. I just think that had it been dealt with differently, it could we could have had a different outcome. What, what could have been done differently? Well, I don't think we needed to hang the boys out to dry for a start. It was. It was disappointing. You know, it was disappointing. There's a whole thing because it's no good to be involved in that. The lads knew it's probably a mistake that's been made. I just felt that like. The most important thing is that as we stay together as a group and that we try and find a way that we're not losing to our, mm-hmm. our top players. You know? So the players are right behind the, the well, I, at that point? For, yeah. for, what I'm see, well, for what I saw, I thought the players were, were, were right there, yeah. Does that sort of thing have an impact or on a perhaps divide then between the management team and the players? No, no, it was never any divide. It was you respect the decisions that have to be made, whether you think they're right or wrong, and then you got on with it. I, I, I could only deal with what I seen when I came back in the next day and it's, I just didn't think quite I say it's two friends who I know how important they are to the team it doesn't mean to say you can do whatever you want or or, or break rules or misbehave or make make mistakes and just get away with it it's not at all but for what it was I just I just felt it was a wee bit harsh on the lads Despite the poor form in that campaign when Norway took four points off yep. us Scotland still went into the last game with a chance of finishing second in the group. Against so what, what does that tell you? Was Holland that? was the last game. Well, that's right. We got, what was the score that night? Holland 1-0. One, 1-0 one, 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 a breakaway yeah. in the last few minutes. Davy Weir tried yep. to head it back. I hit the bar that night. Yes, that's right. Again, we performed very, very well that night. In fact, the keeper had a save for me. Nasey shoots. Saves it, I go in. Is a re- a on the rebound. Yeah. Like I'm just thinking I'm going to I mean it's a wee bit of an angle, but I think I'm just tapping it in the mm-hmm. goal and he's got up and got across and made an incredible yeah, save. I can see it clearly. Like yeah. that night and then that was the same hit the crossbar on the other. That was a volley from yeah, the right side. Like an it, angle, yeah. yeah. Like we were all all over it in that game, like right on it we are, we are not, but I think it was a small group, am I right in saying that was a quite a small Five group. Five teams, yeah. So we're like we were still in it, we were still in the group. Go again, going into another game against another big game against another giant in the in the game, but held her own, performed very well. Very very unfortunate not to have taken the lead that night, and we conceded a goal. Yep, David tried to control or whatever. Was it Babel that went through and scored? No, no it was earlier. It was a young player. A young player was really highly thought of, but that was in, we're, we're throwing everything but the kitchen sink at them to try and go and go and win the game of football, and we just got done on a counter attack. But uh, again, right in the, as much as we're poor and for all the things that had went on, it was, it was uh, we still had an opportunity, albeit a tough one against a very good team. But again, in the game, held our own, performed pretty well. Is it harsh for a manager to go after one failed campaign, or was it the right time for Burley? Again, that's that's decisions that are out with my concerns. To be honest, I mean, I've, I've the results always dictate. And I think what had happened throughout the campaign, with all this, all this, all the shenanigans, didn't help. I said that already that that maybe played into the into the decision, and maybe just seen. I mean, again, you says, "Oh, it looked like there was no as good a spirit and things." Maybe all that came into the equation. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, it didn't feel like there wasn't as good a spirit, but 
you could sense that maybe just wasn't the same group mm-hmm. as what the war had been the previous campaign. Well, that's quite a high squad player turnover after the 2008 campaign in the Burley area and then when Levine came yeah. into charge. There was quite a, a big change, but you remained another present. Did you yeah. still feel you were performing at a high level at that point? Uh, I don't think, I mean, if, again, you're looking at that last game, I felt we played really well. Personally played well. Team played really, really well in that last game. We have an opportunity to get there. Uh, we obviously never performed to the levels we did or should have against Norway, which were games where they were always going to be important games. I will miss as well. Yeah, that's huge, yeah. huge miss. When again, the big man will have to be living that for the rest <laughs> of his career. Like, it's, uh, it's one of the things that happened. You know, he was in the right place at the right time, just never quite guided on target. That's it. They're talking about six inches the other way. Mm-hmm. It's a goal when he's a hero. And again, that result, that, that might have gave us the opportunity to nick a playoff spot in the group. So these are the, the small margins that we've talked through every every pretty much every campaign. You see, the thing is, you're not going to get everything your own way in a campaign. Mm-hmm. But see when you're going to be the team which, at the start of the group, for instance, the Italy, France, Ukraine group, you're thinking, right, we need to get second. So we're going to need to... <laughs> beat them and beat them like, you know it's, every, any wee blip's going to be magnified you know because it's points whether it be the Georgia point or whether it be the Norway miss like their points are going to be crucial come the end of the campaign mm-hmm. there's absolutely no doubt about that so because you're, you're starting out you, you're, you're giving up pretty much you're not giving it up but the, the reality is the Germany's the England the France Italy Holland they're going to come up and talk over the course of a group so you're now going for that that second spot, and that second spot's a playoff spot. But if you have a wee blip or something goes against you over the course of it, then it's going to really put that second spot in jeopardy as well. So it's these. That's why, as much as we're saying it happens, premise. That's why because they are so so important that you don't slip up in the games that you need to make sure you get the points in. What was Craig Levine like then as a Scotland manager? When he I came liked in? him. I really liked him. We never got off to a great start as a relationship between me and him. Uh, and- in the Scotland camp? Yep, in just regards to like, I was making my 50th cap one night, and that's the, the night of the infamous 4 6. 4 6 0. Uh, which I thought was uh, with the best intentions, just was, for me it was never going to work. Uh, Did you start or come off the bench? I came off the bench. For your 50th cap? 15 to go, maybe. I think right. it's just when it went 1 0. Just when it went 1 0, I think he put me and Big Chris on. Right. Big, Big Chris went on as well trying just to get back into the game and you can go on the game plans work because it was nil 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 but check we'd, we'd already beat the Czech Republic in a friendly I think before that game was that alright right? I'm sure we'd beat them 1-0 at home Scott Brown had scored I think uh, I'm sure Scott scored in the uh, did he score a header was that the massive header, game no, was header. header I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. we'd beat them like, they, they were a good, good yeah. team away from home didn't they were a great team yeah, I felt we could have being a wee bit more adventurous and tried to actually win the game rather than sitting back waiting to concede which is what we pretty much did that night but again this, listen the manager picks a team he, he outlined the plan that he wanted that team to take and for long spells it seemed to work but the minute we conceded it was always going to be say it's always tough to then pick yourself up and, and go again so uh, but I thought he was I thought he, he was probably wrongly that was wrongly held against him pretty much for his whole mm-hmm his whole reign uh, good manager good man manager uh, had, had the players behind him definitely 
maybe fell away towards the end of the, the campaign, to be fair. Like, he just started maybe... Maybe the pressure was building things and uh, uh, you could sense that things weren't quite right towards the end of it. But I, I thought, in the whole, it was probably that was, it was harsh, the, the treatments they received. So you were disappointed then, making your 50th appearance off course the bench, Of course it was, that's I think. that's what caused a bit of... No, there was no... There was no there was no disagreements or any fallouts at all. I mean, that's just part and parcel of football. You pick a you pick a team and that's it. But personally, it was disappointing the fact that you've you've played. A, I think I played the game before as well and maybe right. scored. I'm sure. I'm sure. Seem to recall was it was a bit of a harsh decision to be fair. I think to be left out. But listen, that's football. But when you when you play a career and it's uh, and you get to that that totally caps. It's like. This is your this this mm-hmm. a real time you might get the armband to walk out. Uh, I'd never heard that before, so that was a kind of it's kind of tradition when when players reach that llama. I don't expect listen if you're having an absolute nightmare, I wouldn't expect to have playing, but that that wasn't the case. But again, listen, that was that was the decision. He explained the game plan. It's he's the manager. It's up to him to pick the team that he feels is going to win or have the best possible chance to get a result in that game. So that was that. It was a disappointing result. Disappointing night to. Like to, to, to earn your fiftieth cap in a defeat, in the in, in the manner of the defeat, but we moved on. Then we moved on, and like I said, brother, I, I liked him. I liked the way he worked. I liked the way he operated. Uh, he eventually then did give me the armband in both Fletch and Gary Caldwell's absence, and the the weekend of the the wee nations, nations league between like Republic, and Northern Wales, Ireland, uh, and Wales and ourselves. And it was. Uh, I mean, they were good games. It was an enjoyable wee we uh, we challenge against the against the home nation so it was uh, yeah I thought it, again we had good but the same players were good players some really really good players and I mean that that some of the performances in fact all the performances in that we that we home nations thing were very very good uh, we probably never deserved to get beat the republic in the in the last mm-hmm. game which was ultimately the decider to see who won it one it was three nil three one we won three nil Northern Ireland three one against Wales. And uh, that, the Northern Ireland game was the first time I'd captained. Right. The national team scored opening goal, followed up, scored against Wales as well, which was great. But two good performances, and then in the, the game against the, the Republic, I actually played. I think it was Robbie Keane goal that night. Yeah. Probably my, my good mate McGregor maybe feels he probably could have done a wee bit better with that, and I had a wee chance at the end to maybe make the equaliser as well. It just went past the post, so we played. We performed really, really well in that, and that was a good wee. That was a good wee set against for us because it did it got us a wee bit together. The managers come in and we're, we're starting to we're starting to gel again and start to mm-hmm. create a wee environment there. So that's it. I felt well, we're on we're on no bad we're in no bad place when when Craig came in. I want to talk to you about the two weeks game against the Czech Republic at yep. Hamden. That was one of those Saturday afternoons you're talking yep. about where the stadium was packed. You scored to put us one 0 up, and Fletcher after the equalised Fletcher scores a couple of minutes later and Hamden's bouncing. It looks like we're going to get the victory. How frustrating and, and angering is it to lose points because of the referee being duped by an opponent diving? Because it was a blatant dive. It was a blatant dive. Uh, am I right in saying we actually had a shout for a penalty after it as well? Yeah, was yeah, could it, prob- yeah, touching goal. Yeah, could have went either way. Could have went. It's no, it's, see, just diving or like calling the referee. It's not just that, it's just a refereeing decision in general that is wrong. And they've got a hard job. There's absolutely no getting away from it. They've got a hard job. But 
when you're on the receiving end of one of these decisions in a game that means so much, like how can you not have a wee moan up about it or, or complain or get a wee bit emotional after it or as a player at the referee at the time or as a manager in post-match or even during the game as well. It's really because we, we played really well that day, really, really well. Mm-hmm. Responded well to their equaliser, scoring a, a fantastic goal, Fletch. And you, then, that was that when you, yeah, you played through this, right? Came through yeah. for the side and just lay across for Fletch, you finished brilliantly. Then, again, you're to concede the penalty in, in the manner we did. But then get one, which is probably more than a penalty, and you don't get it. That was by miles. It's more like you're, you're, then, you're then scratching your head thinking, well, what have you seen there and then no seen there? When you, you compare the two of them, and it's easy to compare them afterwards, but when you compare the two of them, even in real time, it probably looks more of a penalty than, than what the one that they got. So really disappointing. And again, it's another one where two points have went away that if, turned out to be crucial. If we'd won that game, yep. we would have finished above the Czech Republic in the group. That's right. And they subsequently got a playoff tie against whoever it was they got it and made the, made the finals. Yeah. That's so that's, these kind of things, listen, you can never legislate for a decision or something going against like that but when it's in such a big game and it actually affects the result of the game that's where you can be like as a as I can imagine as a manager could you know like there's so much at stake it could be managers jobs it can be players livelihoods there's, there's a lot at stake and to get decisions like that wrong which by the way you're only human and you're, you're mm-hmm. going to make mistakes but to get the decisions wrong like that at the, these big moments it's hard to take when you're on the receiving end of them How do you look back on the Spain game in that campaign, they must have been one of the best teams you faced the first couple. Incredible! Like, what an outfit! And again, but it's, it's, a, it's a recurring theme of going on about the Hamden. Like we're two 0 down against Spain. <laughs> Am I right in saying they'll be world champions at this point? They were the world champions, yeah. yeah. And they were absolutely dominating yeah. the, the international game at this at this moment in time. Like their team is just outrageous. It's Via Alonso, Iniesta, oh, Xavi, Puyo, Torres, etc. Yeah. Everybody, everybody. Uh, like I say, dominate World Cups, Euros, just winning everything. Yeah. And two 0 down to them on a Tuesday night, wet, windy. Yeah, right. Like again, to show the character in the second half of that game to come back and and get back into the game and at that similar to the Italy game years before when we get back in that that crucial game. We're in, we're in the ascendancy I'm thinking we're mm. going to beat we're going to beat this mob here we're going to, we're going to do them we're going to come mob. back for, we're going to beat them we're going to, we're going to come back and beat them and it's across it's misjudged by Big Mac these Jabulani balls I think it was the time that absolutely flew and moved all over the place I mean Big Mac's commanding centre back and when you watch that but he's actually he's missed mm. it by miles because the ball up. just flies and takes off like and it lands like right at Laurenti's feet and then he takes a touch and puts it in like again probably against the Ronnie play as well. Like we were we were on top, scored two fantastic goals, like really well created goals. Yeah, and easy said that you put, something you put the ball in, like, yeah. but we had actually talked about making these kind of like for the, me being the striker, making these kind of movements. Like because when they, they, they push all the players high and they kinda of leave their centre backs mm-hmm. back to deal with the striker or even the two strikers as they would at some point. But getting that these runs down the side, it can get us up the park, and maybe give us a chance of buying a free kick, a corner or something. But that time it came straight for the open play. It was a mm-hmm. sure it was a diagonal for me to run, mm-hmm. turn, cross. Nazi, Nazi then fills the gap that I'm leaving because I'm out wide. 
and runs straight in and gets a gets a great header yeah. and goal. And then we actually then create a good bit of play to get. I think it was Moza Fletcher Morrison. Yeah, gets in yeah. and if uh, I think it's Piquet that puts it in. If Piquet doesn't put it in, I'm tapping it in yeah. the goal. I'm right there if he actually has to deal with it yep. otherwise I just tap it in so you're 2-2 two, two and you think you're going to come back and win this game and then you have the wee bit of a, a wee bit of the unfortunate kind of flight miss Big Mac just mis- misjudging the flight of the ball when you get beat but again it's it's one of these nights where you think you've went up against the best mm-hmm. and held your own and no just again not in that game similar to the early game it wasn't just all defence, 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 defence and nicking a goal for a set we actually played really really well that night and showcased that we, we have actually got really really good players yeah we played them ten times yeah they might beat us eight or nine times but on that night for that period the time when we, were, when we scored the two goals and then we were looking to mm-hmm. kind of kick on we were more than a match Levine left after a poor start to the 2014 World Cup campaign the two draws against Serbia and Macedonia at home he was replaced by Strachan. You had worked with him previously yeah. at Celtic. Was that an encouraging appointment? It was. Uh, that says I liked I liked Craig and I felt the way he was he was like some of the treatment that he received was was poor because he was he was doing a decent job. But I said I had the boys playing a certain way. He, he's a, he was a good manager, a good like players manager. Yeah, uh, what do you mean by that? Because he just he was he was just a good he, he, he gave the lads a a platform. He, Kind of participating, like you just just wee, wee stupid things like where, like when you travel, these want to go a day before, two days before, depending on long flights. These want to train before. These want to tra- these are you baller for training at the stadium? Do you, how do you Quite prefer? Democratic. Yeah, really, really like a good players manager. Like, and probably understand the fact that they're the guys that need to perform. So I want to have them in the best mm-hmm. possible frame of mind that, that I can. And he was really, really good at uh, that. Check game was always held against them, and you know it's a decision. But you make it's, it's one game. You put it to bed. Had we got a no no, we might have been a tactical mm-hmm. genius, and we're only fifteen minutes away for getting that. So it was. I thought he'd done decent. I said towards the end, maybe it was going a certain way that it, the performances weren't great towards the end. Of it, but listen, Gonstrach and coming in. Yeah, was always going to be a, a, a decent, a, another another decent appointment. Managed at the top level again, both Scotland and England, been successful. Had a, a, a certain way of working that uh, was always going to, and he's got a demand. It was always going to have get the, the respect and the response for the players. And again, we've seen real progress over the course of the, the initial year and a half. I would say. And they started that 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 next campaign. It was uh, some really good again, and a lot of hope and 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 belief that we could have made it. Is it a shame that he got the Scotland job so late on in your Scotland career? He, listen, he, he got the he got the job, but again, it was it was it was mad decision. You know, like it was it was nothing to do with any football reasons apart from the fact that I was playing on the other side of the world. You know. It was it was just becoming and I felt I owed Vancouver at that time and it was quite early, I think his first game was in February against who was it up in Aberdeen, Estonia. Estonia one So we won Charlie Mulgrew scored. So we won one 0 and then we had qualifiers Belgium and Wales beat us at Hamden. Yeah. That was at the start of Strachan's reign. Yeah, I mean again Belgium it's, it's yeah. always going to be a tough the Wales games again you, you, it's the next hard luck story, is it? We had were we one nine up at the game in, in Wales, or was that was that Craig? Still, we won in Wales because we were one and up. In Wales, it was Levine Bale got a double late on. 
was Neil Warrison had an offside yeah. goal chopped off in that game Fletcher was never offside yeah, never offside yeah. never offside but, and then at home was similar as well we, we played uh, we were unfortunate in that game as well somebody got sent I think it might have been Snodgrass sent, maybe Snodgrass got sent off but they scored a was that was it two was it two one again two one, two, one again two, like yeah. the, the games were in the balance you know which they're always going to be with these tight home nations games they were in the balance and then you only got to just look that was probably just the start of this Belgium squad really starting yeah. to motor and uh, they've just built and built over the last four or five years but that was always going to be a tough game but the Wales game was tough there's nothing in the game but uh, unfortunately we never that we never got anything for that game but. We started to see some real progress. Obviously, was it the next? Was it the next? I'd, I'd end obviously at this point. I think we played Croatia at the end of that season. We beat, we beat, beat Croatia one 0 But the away game is one he actually f- spoke to me about and thought right. Uh, I'd been injured, so again, this is from the he first. Started Griffiths, didn't he? From the first game, I had a little injury, a muscular injury over the kind of April, May time, and I just made my first game back in Vancouver or playing New York away on May the 29th and I think the game was the next week right. and he had phoned me up to say look how are you I went listen I'm just back I probably shouldn't be coming away at this point leaving missing more games and what have you mm-hmm. I went in and to be fair that's when I said to him look I was going to have a wee chat with you regarding moving forward mm-hmm. and he went look leave it leave it now I'll not put you in this squad just get yourself back fit get yourself ready look after your club and then we've got England in August Come back, be part of the group, and it will all be chat. So that's what we've done. Did you know before the game that that was probably going to be our last? Probably, probably. I mean, again, it's a decision. You know what? I, I probably did, but I never really wanted to make the decision. The decision really got forced after the game when I was sitting in Vancouver. It was my agent who had phoned me and says, "Have you spoke to Have you spoke to Gordon?" I says, "Oh no, no, it was well, the squad's getting named, and it was it seemed to be early. It was right. getting named early, so I just phoned them straight away. I said, look, have you got me being in this next squad?'" And it was like, "Yeah, of course, of course, I have." I mean, obviously, we never really got to have the chat when uh, we're back for the England game, but I think it's uh, just going to be that's going to be it. You know, like it's too too much going back and forth with Vancouver. Like you're leaving the family and things back over for two weeks at a time, and. And it's not as if somebody can just jump on a flight in an hour flight mm-hmm. and you're there to help them out. You know, it's it's plain strange and automobiles to get there. So it's uh, I think now might be the time again. Younger group coming through, new manager, new campaign. Maybe it's the time to uh, time. It wasn't the time. It wasn't the time. <laughs> it was the time because of where I was at. But yeah. I still felt I, I could have still had. Listen, you might not be playing every every week, but I still I've said it all. And guys like Naismith who are getting back, have been back into the squad. Uh, you miss these guys the experience Alan McGregor Craig Gordon having these guys about the squad guys that have been there and have experienced the international setup for a long time these guys are beneficial and, and any whether it be a dressing room uh, in, in, a, in a club having guys who have been at the club and, and they know the values and, mm-hmm. and, and, and the standards are expected just to maintain them and it's the same with the national team having these older experienced lads about I could have been one of the older experienced <laughs> guys that, that still kind of played his, played his part whether it be starting, coming on, or just being about the place and and uh, and helping. Obviously, you still need to be bringing something to the table if you're called upon, which I still feel I would have been. But it was the fact that it was a crossing in the MLS in Vancouver. It was it was just a bit too much. You but would you would have been thirty three, maybe thirty two or so. Thirty four, I think. Just just thirty three, just come on thirty four. So if you were still based. Uh, in Scotland or England, you would have been happy to. Absolutely, be involved, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Listen, I would never, I would never have 
retire them until they retire me. Right. So it was. Uh, it's, I've always said it's. I have. It's not regret. I have no way is that a regret. It's just I, I miss it. I did miss it. Uh, you miss meeting up the lads like these guys of. Yeah, they're, they're Scottish people are good people. You know, like you go and you have your chat. You go and meet the guys, and mm-hmm. even if when you've left clubs, like you're going back to meet guys that you've spent pretty much like. It's been having leaving Rangers. You're, you're McGregor. I mean, McGregor's a, a, a right good mate of mine. He's nasty, good friends. Like so, when you're with him every day. And then you, when you move away, you actually miss the guys. So it was always right. nice meeting up with the guys. Not just the guys, your, your ex-teammates. It's just, like, just your, your team that are, are, are part of your group. You know, this is you're always trying to create managers, players always try to create an environment that's that's going to maximise the potential in every single player that's in that group. And you like going back and sitting mm-hmm. with these guys and, and just seeing how they're getting on, and, and then getting back down to work with them as well. So it's uh, I missed it, but like I said, it was at the time. Logistically, it was it was tough. It was tough. So that was that. Tell me what it was like then to score that goal at Wembley. What a feeling! Like you know, I, I came back on the Sunday night. I flew in on the, got in on the Sunday night, I think, into London. Uh, can't remember where, where we were playing, but anyway, I got back in. Never done too much on the Monday. Just off the back of the game on the Saturday and the flight, the travelling, mm-hmm. uh, just a week and a loosening things, and then we're getting on the Tuesday. Like I, I wasn't actually sure I was going to play. We went in there, we're doing our training, our usual prep work, going through, through kind of 11 v 11 games, and the manager was kind of chopping and changing things. I actually felt he was going to start wee Griff because mm-hmm. he had done well in the in the in the Croatia game yep. with a good result. He, he was training, he was training pretty well, looked sharp. So uh, when I think we even done maybe even done set plays on the morning of the game. I'm not too sure, but I still didn't know if I was going to play. And they named the team I was playing, so I never actually knew. And I thought, oh, brilliant. Yep. Obviously, what I play in this game—it's the first time Scotland played England for a long time mm-hmm. uh, at Wembley as well. Yeah. Great, and I'd played there actually a year before in the Carlin Cup final for Cardiff. All right. So it was a right good experience. Turned out a bad experience, but it was a fantastic arena to, to play in yeah. a game of that magnitude. And so to to get the nod, great again, have the number nine on your back, leading the line for your country. It's the it's, I mean, what a feeling. Uh, start the game great, get a goal, then they equalise, and then we come out at half time. And you know, it's one of these goals that I look back and it's a, it is, it's probably one of my favourites mm-hmm. I've ever scored because I just, I know, I knew exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. Right? I just knew exactly, you know, again, the guys will, the guys will kind of name that the, the Cahill Shuffle. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, but it's, a, it's a move that it's Mikey Moles, it's the Mikey Moles kind of drop the shoulder and I seen him do it when he first came to Rangers probably was in 1999 and I was just watching Rangers and then got the pleasure to play alongside the man as well and he just had it, just that was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that and I've just ever since the first time I've seen it I've tried to incorporate it in my game and it's not exactly the, like the Moles shuffle but very very similar, you kind of go one way with your back go, go the next way and it opens up maybe a wee half yard whether they go again or, or get a shot off and, and that and I just knew you're on the edge of the box yeah. get a hold of it control it open up get a wee half yard for a shot and fortunate enough it, it flew in the bottom corner it certainly wasn't an easy finish no it wasn't again there wasn't a lot to aim at you know it was just a case you know you just get your head down and actually strike it and get a good good connection in the general direction of the goal <laughs> and hope that it goes in and it was fortunate enough it went in the corner and maybe a wee bit too much power just before Joe Hart could get down to it could you quite believe that that had gone in what a goal and what was likely to be our last game did it, how long did it take for that to hit home no it was like I say it was and what a feeling I mean, again but me, me being me like, it's, it's a goal and it's great and it's 
fantastic to have scored a, a goal in such a, um, a a big game. Despite being a friendly, everybody knows that mm-hmm. that was the game was built up big for a while. So it was good, but it was, I was just raging when I never won. Like, you know, I was raging when I never got. I felt we really deserved something out of the game, and you know, there's, there's no any points up for grabs, but. We, we, I think we deserved to come away with at least a draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, the performance was very good. The goals we lost were poor. Well, aye. Well, really well set, scored a header. Set, it was a set, Ricky Lambert. Can, can I set free yeah. kick to the back and a, a corner free header? Like, it's goals that we shouldn't be giving away as a, as a nation. They should be the things that we, we really nailed down on. We can't afford to give up easy goals like that. So the, the goals we lost were disappointing. And like I say, I mean, you look back on it, it was, I was delighted with the goal. It was it's like your last cap for, for your country at that stage in that game and you've managed to get a goal it's just disappointing the goal never actually played its part in a positive result for the team What's it like in the changing room like leading up to a game, well, that game and then do you think now other games against England when there's English boys in the changing room do you think there's quite a bit of a, a laugh about it people like Morrison and Martin and stuff like that that are maybe playing against the team that uh, they've grown up supporting or the country nah, they've grown up supporting I think the boys are the boys were it I mean see, see James Morrison I said all along he's He's probably one of the best players that I played with in the national team. He's again really, really. I don't know. I was going to say underrated. It might be underrated because absolutely outstanding footballer. Are you so surprised he's not involved just now? He's one of these guys that, for me, I would have him in the. I would have him in the squad every day of the week because his quality is undoubted. But he's also good character, great, great lad. He's been about the national team for a long, long time. I think the players these days, like the guy, we've got a fantastic midfield. We really have McGinn's. McGregor's, Armstrong's, uh, Kearney's and McDonald's when, when, they're, when they're fitting and, and playing playing at a really, really high level. But Morrison, like, he's, he's the one player that's got experience of playing at international level. And, like, he could help them. They could help him by maybe allowing... Because, mm-hmm. I mean, what he was is not only was he a very good footballer, he was a workhorse. Mm-hmm. He put some shift in, like, one of the hardest working guys in the team as well for me, as well as being one of the best. And he's... Uh, He's another one of these guys I alluded to earlier with Naismiths and McGregors. He could be in there. Listen, if he's performing and he's the best player he plays, but just having him, having his abilities there to maybe use uh, if, if required, or just having a, a, a good, good character about the about the squad. For me, it's, listen, we have got a wonderful midfield at the moment, but it's not as if he's 36, 37. I think James only like 32, or 33, probably still. He's still playing at a good level, got something to offer. So, hey, listen, that's that's the manager's job. But for me, he was excellent, excellent player for the for the national team in my time. And but certainly no, well, with him being one of the English players and Russell Martin. Never, it, it was never strange. any. No, there was never any. It was. They, they were, I mean, he scored in that game as well. Yeah. A bit of a mistake for the, the goalkeeper. <laughs> that, a bit of lucky goal, but you take them all. Uh, but it was always focused on the job. You know, like it was. He's, re- he's representing Scotland. That's it. That's your team. You don't. You want to go and win the game. You want to perform well for you, for your team. So it was. There was never any. Again, that was the only one I played in. It was only mm-hmm. kind of Scotland England game that I, I had the opportunity to play in. So it's, I can only go on what I experienced in that time. It was. To be honest, I think everybody was just really looking forward to it. It's a fantastic occasion. What are your memories of the Tartan Army at Wembley that night? Tartan Army, unbelievable. Everywhere you go, There's, you, you would never. I, mean, I can just remember when I scored just looking up at them in that stand and they're they're going wild. But that's that's whether it be away in Estonia or Lithuania or Holland mm-hmm. or wherever we've been all over the world playing the Tartan Army follow you in their thousands and like I say they always come back to it when there's fifty thousand of them at Hamden singing their heart out, supporting the mm-hmm. team, 
probably after a few beers leading into the game, <laughs> there's, there's no better place to be playing your football than a, when you're pulling on that jersey. Will you want to sing the national anthem? Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. quite often you don't see that. I know, I think it'd be I think the boys can you might be singing it under their breath, like, <laughs> I think the majority of them are singing it, but yeah, definitely. I always remember Darren Fletcher, the one that was clearly so so wide just belting belt yeah. out, yeah. <laughs> Again, Fletch, another player that's still playing at a good level, I felt he could still maybe have had a, a wee impact on the squad at the moment. Again he'll realise the stage of his career is at. It might not be and again he's in that 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 midfield position, but fantastic character, fantastic mm-hmm. career, great player. Would be definitely experience would be beneficial to the team moving forward. I think. How do you assess the group that Scotland are about to take part, and then you would expect Belgium to to go and win it? But run me through it again. We've got Belgium, Russia, yeah. Kazakhstan, Russia. Cyprus, San Marino. San Marino yeah. Well, the, the the games take care of themselves. The ones that the that you expect to get the points for, you must get the points from. What is it? We need to finish second. Second. Top two go through. Top two go through. Well, you. You need to finish off Belgium, who are World Cup, the third, third mm-hmm. in the World Cup. Russia, who by all accounts punched above their weight yeah. in the World Cup as the home nation. But some good players. It's going to be a tough, tough game. Definitely away from home is going to be very tough. But again, I'd expect a hammer to put us on, for us to put on a show, and against Belgium for that matter. But it's a, it's a big ask. But the three games: Kazakhstan, San Marino, Cyprus. That's our first three. Before we, we need, play the big we, guns, we need to get maximum points. It's as simple as that. You get, like, you could even say, ah, but even if you got seven, you could still lose. Oh, well, it's not, but no, we're going to need to get probably maximum points mm-hmm. pulling away against the teams. Yeah, and it's not be easy. It's not just a given. You're going to need to go and play to the the, the, the level we can. Bring our A game. I mean, again, some of the stuff we've been playing has have been great of late. I seem really, really impressed with the midfield. Right, again, missed, missed it, Ryan Christie actually. He came in and done a wonderful job in that midfield along two guys that he knows very, very well in McGregor and, and Stuart Armstrong. So we've got a lot of options in there. Some good attacking players. Our defence now, we're starting to look like we've got a good crop of young, good defenders. But essentially, you're looking at David Bates, McKenna, Suter. You've got the experience of Charlie Mulgrew as well. Again, crucial with the squad and crucial with these younger players. Do you think four at the back's the way forward for the defence? For me, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it's... Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney. It's it's absolutely. I'm I'm glad I'm not the manager, because it, it might come a time where a decision needs to be made for the well-being of the for, team, though. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and that and that's all it's about. It's not about any individual, but we've got two top top left backs in that in that squad. Right back, you're looking at obviously O'Donnell's kind of made that position his own a little bit. Again, another guy I wouldn't have mind seeing the squad's Alan Hunt. Mm-hmm. He's retired, is he not? No, did retire, I, think he's, I think he's called that a day from Scotland. I've never seen any of that. If he has, he has. Then fair enough, but he's still yeah. playing at a top level. There's, there's a lot of there's options there. You have got the option of playing Kieran there. On that, he has done that well. He's not the same player as what he is on the other side, obviously. But I think that for me, yeah, definitely, I think we've seen in the last, albeit against teams we should be beating, but doesn't matter. We still need to beat them, and you need to perform. I really, really like the level of the performances in the last uh, the last two games there against Albania and Israel. Yeah. The, the, some of the play was great. The goals were great. The the balance within the team seemed really, really good. So moving forward for me, yeah, and that says that centre backs maybe been a wee bit of a problem area for us over the years. But with Bates, Suter, Big McKenna, and and Mulgrew there, I think you've got 
you've got four good options there. I mean, I, I, I like Bates and McKenna together. The two of them are very, very similar, but with a good balance at left and right. No nonsense defenders, quick, mm-hmm. strong. If you want them to play, they're, they're capable. I mean, they're playing again. McKenna's got there's a six million pound bid turned down for him in the in the summer transfer window there. So I think eventually we'll maybe move on to a to a better level, which will hopefully improve him as a player and a defender. Bates has made that step to go and play in a, in Germany, where he'll be getting a fantastic education, and you can see that already. He'd been playing with him for a couple of years there. You, you knew the attributes he had. He maybe wasn't as confident with it as what he could have been, but you can see he's, he's losing the confidence now. He's probably getting a real a real education in Germany about how, how to play his role well and what his team are expecting him. I thought he'd done great, the two of them together. No nonsense defenders, first and foremost as well. They would head a bus, would block, put their body in front of anything to block the goal. So uh, that's first and foremost, but they've got real, they're, they're really quick, like strong runners as well, which is a really good trait for them to have as a, it's more as a defender. It's more encouraging now than it was maybe, say, 18 months or two years ago in that regard. I think the hardest thing is, is actually picking a team. It's, like, for me, I... I'm, He's got some job on his hand. It's a job and a, and a problem I'm sure he welcomes because to have the options that he's got is, is great. I and mean, even even up front now, he, he, he drags Fletch back in, who was never near the squad. And then even prior to that, brought Nasey back in, who was never near the squad. And now they could maybe be your two mm-hmm. two guys who are actually fighting for the starting slot. Uh, so it's, there's wider areas. You've got Johnny Russell. Johnny Russell was unfortunate he never played in the last game. So the, Decent season with Kansas City. Uh, two, I thought he was superb in the two games prior mm-hmm. to the last two games. He can play wide as well. You've got Fraser, who's playing the Premier League, performing at a high, high yep. level. Forrest is absolutely at the top of his game. Top of his game at Celtic, performing on domestic level, European level, international level. He's just doing the lot. So, yeah, we've just got a really, I think we've just got really good players. It's getting the right balance, and I think we've found the right balance in that line. Again, albeit against lesser opposition, but you still need to go and perform and, and put your performance on these on mm-hmm. these games and, it, and, we, and we did. We performed very, very well. Christie, McGregor, Armstrong were outstanding in the middle. Really, really great energy, good understanding, good brains. I mean, again, being educated by Brendan in the last kind of two and a half years, I mean, you can only learn for a man of that, of that calibre. So, these guys, they, they brought that they brought that to the national team and I think that area of the pitch was crucial for us in the games. <clears throat> you took your first steps into management earlier on this season. It didn't work out <coughs> to Olivia, but I'm assuming it's still an ambition of yours to go on and manage. Absolutely. Is, is a Scotland job one that you would like to maybe take up at some point? Who knows? I think it's... Anybody who knows me knows how kind of passionate I am about the national team. I was as a player, I am now supporting the team. And if I was ever to have the opportunity to work in the in the in the, in the management setup, whether that be as a coach or an assistant manager or the manager, it's definitely something I would I would look at for the future and, and welcome that opportunity. But yeah, for me, management will be <coughs> part of my future in, in football. How soon that comes around, who knows? We'll finish off with a couple of quick fire questions. Try not to think too much about your answers, okay? So who is your toughest opponent in a Scotland shot? Yes, I can them, right, okay. And what about the toughest team you faced playing for Scotland? Italy or Spain. Okay, Italy back in the Italy, Gulf. that game, that kind of kind of Aro Nesta, Pierlo, right. all that Asian but that Spain team. Yeah. Oh <laughs> what about your best manager worked under for Scotland? 
hard to, it's hard to name one because I did I liked the majority but for me I've said all along Walter always seemed to get the best out of me OK what's your biggest regret or missed opportunity not 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 missed opportunity in front of goal but as a squad. no missed opportunity is making the major finals there's absolutely no doubt about it it's so one campaign you would well, the, 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 the one we spent a long, a long time, yeah. probably the hardest group we had, and the one where we would have been least expected to, to make mm-hmm. any kind of inroads close to qualifying, to go that far and to fall the way we fell, and also again going back to that Georgia game where if we had nailed that, uh, we wouldn't have been far off it. So, it's, uh, yeah, definitely that. Favorite goal for Scotland? England. Final one at Wembley, aye. Yep. Brilliant. Okay. And what is the moment you'll never forget? Too many, you know, there's too many. There's goals, just experience, even, like, even just things about the hotel. Like, we three we, we bits of banter and sitting playing cards with the boys Did and things are... Gary like, Caldwell uh, advised me to ask you about the card school. Oh, the card school, like, <laughs> honestly, it's... it's like, just some of mate, like, this is what I'm saying, when, when Walter was the manager, we had our, our card school, so we play hearts. So there wasn't many that played that. So me and guys would play, but it was Coiste and Omar. Right. So we'd be sitting playing, or Coiste and Pip, the physio. Okay. So it would, we'd always be playing. We'd be playing the four. Or sometimes we'd play partners. So it would be me and guys against Omar and, and Coiste. And it's just, you know, that was the togetherness that we had at the time. You know, it was just, it was super. The card school, again, the boys then would play, and there would be a wee bit of money changing hands, not a lot. <laughs> but it's, it's always the, it's always just the past time. You're sitting in hotels for 10 days yeah. at a time, you know, so or your own flight, so the boys are always just trying to pass the time, and again, you're, you're doing it together, you're creating your bonds and your, your relationships, and, and creating just building on that spirit, and your, like, the, the environment that you want to create, so, but Carsco, massive part of the international <laughs> setup for 13 years. Great. Kenny, it's been a pleasure, thanks so much for no chatting problem. to me for the hand and roll. thank you. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.